Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the boys love podcast where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host Pixie and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hi. So today we are going into controversial territory (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. In a minute we will be talking about fetishizing and what that means in the BL world. But to start off, we're going to have some tea time because we've... Speaking of fetishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been some discussions online today. And oh, how to explain this? <laughs> okay, there's a series that's coming out probably next year or later this year called Fallen Rock, the series. It's based off Bam Bam's book. The Bam's second author of Cutie Pie. Yes. And JBL on Twitter have been like posting like spoilers from her reading sessions. She usually does that like to keep everyone updated on what happens because people are curious. And her tweet today was incest love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that got people wondering. (laughs) So... The thing here is, like, some people might have known that I answered her because I heard from someone that it wasn't incest, but just, like, special feelings and it wasn't, like, part of the plot or anything Mm -hmm. big. But then JBL answered with a translation of the sentences. And uh, mm. they pretty clearly imply that the twins... It's just like six lines, like JBL said, or like you said, but they pretty clearly imply that something of sexual nature happened between the twins uh, in the past. Read the, read the, read the translation out. (laughs) Yeah. Let me get it up. I think I have it here on Twitter. Okay. So the translation that JBL posted, Sherbert laughed thinking about one night three years ago when two stupid kids who were born two minutes apart from each other, who had to stay apart for their whole life came to stay together for the first time. I was almost dead on the bed. No, it was me who was almost dead. You were not being gentle to me, sure. You were moaning quite loud. 
F you, you did moan loudly when I did you too. We couldn't agree on the position, so we had to end up switching. And then there's a couple more lines, but like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> I don't know if that might be like a lost in translation thing, yeah, or but... but that sounds really explicit. Yeah. So these are twins we're talking about. So technically it's twincest. It's a normal trope in BL. If you've been in like the yaoi sector, you'll see a lot of it. So I'm not like, I'm not surprised that it exists. And the Fallon Rock was written six years ago. Mm. And there wasn't like enough attention to being aware of what you're writing back then. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of before the BL boom. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people weren't writing thinking about the idea of their stories becoming like television series one day, like they were just writing for the small BL community within Thailand, which I mean, from what we've talked, and we've talked about like Thai BL fans and their interest in twin sets before, like we yeah. had that mention of like that Facebook group mm-hmm. before as well that lazy summer had talked about. So like, it seems like a common trope, within like written like manga and like written BL mm-hmm. novels and stuff yeah. so yeah and it's not only BL if you look at hentai or mangas in general there yeah. are twin sets there so it's very common but I'm not excusing it I don't like the trope I yeah it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a real turn up for me but like i'm not gonna shame anyone for reading a novel or liking a manga with twincest in it like it's fiction honestly it's fiction but it doesn't belong on a tv screen at all <laughs> but yeah. the thing here is i can imagine people being outraged about this very easily and i think before you get outraged you need to stop and think a little bit about it because you're getting outraged about fiction and like a lot of people like non-con and all of the problematic stuff in fiction but that doesn't mean like if you like rape in fiction it doesn't mean like you like rape in real life right Mm -hmm. so just because you like a thing in fiction doesn't equate to you liking it like in and wanting it to happen in real life so there's like a moral stance there that might be a losing fight i'm just i don't feel like people should be ashamed for liking something in fiction as long as they don't bring it to reality yeah i mean i think it's like one thing to be like yeah this is not something that i like i don't want to read about twincest i don't want to mm-hmm. read about whatever mm-hmm. like we can all agree on that and that's fine but i do think and you know we've talked about this a bunch before like it's just sometimes it's not worth it to bring these type of fights mm-hmm. to an online space because like it's a novel that was written six years ago bam bam's not gonna rewrite it it's six lines in the novel and like we were discussing before we started recording these characters aren't romantically involved at the current point in the novel they're not the main characters of this series like there are things that I could see it creating an issue for it to be becoming a series but like it's six lines that they can easily take out of the script and it'll have never happened so like I just think 
we've seen recently that a lot of people online have been wanting to I don't know how to say this because I don't soul yeah like the whole issue with Miniman and like the fan fictions and getting novels pulled down from the internet like we've seen that happening a lot recently and it's mm-hmm. been impacting some series or they've been wanting it to impact some series like I know there was people calling for the cancellation of Miniman mm. and I just don't really think this is a situation that requires any yeah blowback yeah I just yeah, think I- it wouldn't be worthwhile like it's six lines in this novel and it's yeah. not I don't know I mean how many of us if there's access depending on the access, like actually go through and read these entire novels, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I think if you're planning to watch the series, like then just watch the series. And if it shows up in the series, then, you know, I can can see that. Yeah. (laughs) Then I can see that being an issue and like bringing that up and and making a point of that. But like, I agree. I don't think it's just necessary right now. I don't know. Yeah. Especially because I feel like most live action adaptations of BL novels do end up getting rid of a lot of the more controversial things Mm -hmm. that they that have been written years ago like that happened with Together it happened it's going to be happening with Between Us Mm -hmm. so I feel like it happens with like every series pretty much is that even though something distasteful was written in it a long time ago they have enough sense now to know yeah. that that's not going to go well over. And a lot of the authors have grown from that. So it's the same thing you said as picking your fights. And mm-hmm. this one, I feel like is not that big of a deal mm-hmm. because yeah. it's in the long run, it's not going to have that much of an impact on the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. And either way, if you disagree with us, like it's not, you shouldn't, harass an author for something she wrote six years ago yeah I mean the author yeah exactly and like we've (laughs) we've talked with Bam Bam on the podcast before Mm. and like I just feel like she's a young person I mean she started writing when she was young she's still young now so like thinking about her writing something six years ago when she was you know maybe in her early 20s or maybe even late teens I'm not entirely sure but like compared to where she is now and Mm. the number of stories she's written since then like I just think that you know people grow and change like we said and I think the bottom line is I don't think you need to try and attack someone or harass them or question their career for things like that that Mm. are in the grand scheme of things not a part of who they are now yeah I agree yes so that's that <laughs> that's our opinion on that like leave uh, your uh, opinion in the under the video on youtube and we are very interested in what everyone is thinking about this but yeah, like i said we're heated about incest in yeah, yeah, very yeah. very heated so yeah. i'm curious to see what people's thoughts will be on this Mm-hmm. Or like if anyone has read the novel, I'm not sure if there's an English translation out of it yet. No, it okay. Isn't. So and then most likely people have not read the novel, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also heard that the novel you can't buy it in Thailand right now. Mm. It's been out of stock for forever. So it's not a novel that's being sold. Super either, available, yeah. From what I heard, like I might be wrong here, but that's like I tried verifying it and it's a credible source so 
And like she can't like even if she wanted to take those sentences out, she can't because the the publisher is the owner of the book, and yeah. the publisher it's is ma true. making the decisions. She can't yeah. do shit about that book right now. So I mean, it's out of her hands now. Mm. I mean, I'm sure she could go back in time and take those lines out. Like maybe she, she would, would, but that's would. not something she can do. So like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it won't be a part of the series. I'm betting you like yeah. there's I, no other series no has <laughs> like there's a lot of questionable novels out there getting series and they have been keeping out the problematic stuff yeah. for the most know, part they know enough for the most part like you said to like modernize things and and make them acceptable for airing on television yeah. Yeah. in today's age so yeah it could still I get better it at it issue. yeah there's always room for improvement but <laughs> <laughs> slowly <laughs> yeah and uh, when we had our live we discovered some news yeah yeah md so, is not gonna be in my engineer too yeah so we well i guess it hasn't been officially announced by tri creation or md's new management yet but p nancy who is like one of the i guess managers or producers of my engineer she I think manages a lot of the boys schedules and stuff like that, yeah. I guess was doing a Twitter space. And in that Twitter space, she let the news drop that basically MD has signed a contract with, I think we TV and with this new contract and new management, it seems that he will not be continuing forward in my engineer too. So fans were pretty upset about that. I think a lot of people felt like it wasn't super professional for Nancy to kind of let big news like that drop in a Twitter space, especially now, like Tri Creation or MD, as far as I know, still haven't said anything official about it. So right now people just have P Nancy's word. And mm. I know a lot of fans like both Thai and International have been bringing up issues recently related to Tri Creation and promoting their artists and how certain artists get more promotion than others and mm. and these kind of issues. So I think a lot of people are just concerned about the actors that are with Tri Creation and you know if it was something from their end that caused MD to want to end the contract or what's going on there. But and like more than anything, people just love him and mm -hmm. wanted to see him in the second series and see him in shame be able to hopefully bring like a canon tata frong in season two but yeah so this is now like the second role that they'll have to cast for the second season because we all know ryan that's his name right yeah. the guy yes. who played yes <laughs> i was like that's his name right <laughs> yeah. we also being recast for the second yeah. season so two casting issues and mm -hmm. a delayed second season because of covid i think fans are just kind of like concerned about where season two is gonna go yeah so i don't know yeah i really don't like this whole trend of like people just letting things slip without the company yeah. doing something like we got with kin porsche too like the authors of kin porsche were the one that were like blew the lid on everything mm -hmm. and i'm just like god can you just like let the company come out with an explanation first so we don't have to sit here and speculate yeah because that's all that happens and 
like because you're gonna speculate yourself into a corner and make yourself angry over something that probably isn't happening and like we don't know if like this was md's wish to mm-hmm. be taken out or if tri-creation like, like, is being shady as fuck or his <laughs> new management know. like yeah we really don't know like where it came from but i feel like a lot of people felt like it seemed like they were trying to make it seem like tri-creation didn't have a hand in him leaving and that's mm-hmm. why they're kind of feeling like uh, this feels a little bit shady from the yeah. tri-creation front and i feel like it sucks because when the companies don't come forward and announce things it puts pressure on the actors to say mm. stuff because i mean i know that like shane and i think like maybe cooper and po- or poi like had mm. kind of had tweeted something like indirectly after the news broke too and like we yeah. saw the same thing with kim porsche like yep. the actors were tweeting like vague things about the series mm-hmm. because they felt like they needed to say something to help calm down the fans because yeah. the companies hadn't said anything yet and mm-hmm. so i feel like when staff at these companies let things drop feel like it Mm. puts unnecessary pressure on the artists to have Mm. to like speak up for their company when they shouldn't have to do that yeah Mm. i agree these companies need to be a little more transparent about Mm -hmm. what they're doing like this is like every company especially Mm -hmm. in thailand gmm tv they're terrible at keeping people (laughs) updated of what the fuck they're doing yeah they're, they're just ignoring everything and it's like it's it's goddamn it it's working for them which is making me even angrier. You know, when they had the whole thing with the turbans and like... Oh, fish upon the sky. Yeah. 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 There was no word about yeah. that. Yeah. And it is basically just, just like down. fans of the series fighting each other until eventually like everyone just moved on. Yeah. like And I feel like that shouldn't be how these things are addressed. Be. Yeah. No, the companies need to let us know what the hell is going on. And like, even if what they're planning falls through it's still like just make an update and say that this mm-hmm. happened because this didn't happen because of this or like it's not that hard yeah you don't need to be shady yeah 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 i tend to distrust try creation i think because yeah. of the track record that they have with constantly recasting and dropping people but it is very possible that like this is something that md really wanted to do like mm. we they didn't want to be involved with the project anymore so yeah it would help if companies were very transparent with what's yeah. going on because yeah. it's never a good idea for people involved in the show to be leaking information before yeah. official announcements in are such being- like an unofficial manner like yeah. i don't know yeah it's bad it's a bad look I know a lot of people are hoping this means MD will be in one of Salmon's series that's getting adapted since Mm -hmm. um, a lot of her stuff is premiering through WeTV. And so like, that would be cool to see. I just like hope whatever happens, like he gets some good projects from here on out because I really enjoy him as an actor Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed him a lot in Manner of Death. So I would love to see him in more good stuff. So if it's a better move for him, then... I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, I same. Like it'll be interesting because his character in Manner of Death doesn't exist in the books, so they could do basically whatever they want with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, should we 
go into the topic. <laughs> yes, I guess we should. Okay. I will do like a little bit of intro intro into my thoughts around this because I feel like I need to explain the point before we discuss it because it's let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was thinking a lot recently and I posted on the BL Discord server we're part of to gauge what people were thinking because I was seeing too much of people throwing around the word fetishizing and I kept thinking like like from when we were talking to Ari like mm -hmm. what does fetishizing even mean and I checked it in the dictionary it says to be excessively or irrationally devoted to an object or activity which doesn't really describe what people are using the word for. Because mm. people are using fetishizing to describe women inappropriately having sexual thoughts about two men. That's basically what people are using the word for. And I'm just gathering my thoughts. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's very hard to describe. So when people are talking about fetishizing, they mean objectifying because you're objectifying men, making them into an object of your desire, right? Mm -hmm. But I have like an issue with that word and like the, the meaning of it, both fetishizing and objectifying, because listen... We are watching BL, yes, and reading Yaoi, which has a lot of sex in it, yes. And there's probably a lot of people getting off on it. Women, men, whoever, <laughs> non-binary, whoever. And my question here is, do you honestly think it's wrong that people are feeling sexual desire from watching two men together in the comfort of their own homes? So... What's the real issue here? Why are you having issue with what someone is doing like in the comfort of their own homes? Like I do get like the one thing that is makes this really wrong for me is when fans go out and to actors or child actors and sexualize them. That's completely different. And there's a question about like how do they feel entitled to do that? But, like, in a sense, why is it wrong for women to enjoy BL and the content? Why shouldn't they? And I just... God, it's so hard to explain this. <laughs> I think you have to be very careful whenever you're talking about, like, the sexualization or fetishization, whatever, of gay men... Because a lot of the time, it almost feels like people are villainizing sex mm, in general mm -hmm. and trying to reinforce this idea that gay men, like having sex is like taboo in some way yeah. or is unnatural compared to the norm. Because I feel like that's just that's a big argument that like very, very <laughs> overzealous religious people have. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. of like gay men being sexual deviants yeah so i <laughs> i just feel like you have to be really careful 
when saying that people are fetishizing Mm -hmm. gay men by watching BL because we don't ever want to try to allude to sex just like being a bad thing Mm -hmm. because it's natural if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah no I think that fetishize in the term that people tend to think about it when related to BL is thinking about it in like the sense of a kink Mm -hmm. and kind of like what Kayla was saying like when you say that women or or men or non-binary people whoever are fetishizing gay men through through BL it's almost like saying that being gay is like in gay sex is like a kink for people which Mm -hmm. like yeah it's not like it's just a natural thing that gay people engage in the same way that straight people engage in sex so like the idea that you can fetishize gay sex but not straight sex kind of like plays into the idea that straight or gay sex is not the norm and it's like Mm -hmm. a kink or like a weird thing so that's why women who enjoy watching that or anyone who enjoys watching that is fetishizing it because it's it's almost like saying that like it's something that needs to be fetishized because it's not the norm almost if that makes sense but i i do feel like they've done like men for years have done that with lesbian sex they do yeah yes i mean it's it's a commodity and i think that there is something to be said about the bl industry and commodifying gay relationships but I don't think that's necessarily on the fans themselves who enjoy watching the shows. And we did kind of touch on that in our episode with Ari about like how, how much of the way that these relationships are portrayed in BL and things like fan services because of the fans versus how much is because of the industry trying to make money off of something that's trending right now and, and how that commodifies gay relationships and stuff like that but that's also like a whole other topic we could get into but yeah I think the idea of gay relationships as a commodity is something that needs to be addressed within the BL industry but I don't necessarily think that's on the fans who are watching BL like I don't think that's their fault necessarily yeah and I I see a lot of shaming going around about women especially having sexual pleasure from watching men together and I mean especially like BL was started by women for women and I am all for inclusivity and like showing proper representation in BL I think that's important but it's also important to know where this started and why it started Mm -hmm. and it was a way for women to have a place where they could express their own sexualities and explore because the rest of the world is very centered around men mm-hmm. and what men want and what they think is right and all that. So BL started as like this thing for women to finally have something for themselves. And I'm all for what BL is becoming. Like, I'm all for, like, intermingling it with, like, LGBTQ content and making it more representative and, like, Gaia Sapelikola did an amazing job. But I'm also a little against it to uh, taking something you should classify as queer media and calling it BL. Because we've seen that happen as well. And I get that there are a lot of gay men who probably want to take the genre for themselves or feel like we're 
invading on their space because technically it's gay men, right? So, but there's something wrong there too, right? It's it's so hard to describe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know because, because BL, like at its core, is in from a female lens. Mm-hmm. I just lost my train of thought. Because yeah. it's through a female lens, a lot of the relationships and how the male characters are is idealized yeah. as like what the woman who's writing it, someone that she would want to be with. So, like, I don't know, like, I do think that BL is definitely its own genre Mm -hmm. and that overlapping doesn't do that much harm Mm -hmm. with LGBTQ plus media. But I do get also what you're saying about gay men, like, taking over this space that historically used to be a woman's space. Mm -hmm. And then that gets kind of into misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. And all those things like that. I think it's hard because gay men are a marginalized group, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, they are still men and that gives them an advantage over the women and BL, at least in terms of gender, which I know is more complicated because Mm -hmm. of the gender binary and existing outside the binary and things like that. But they do have the privilege of being male and Mm -hmm. coming into a historically female dominated space it kind of like because they're men they automatically get a place of power over Mm -hmm. the women who have historically been creating the works and uh, keeping the fandom alive and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so well I do think that there is a place for gay men within BL and it is in a way a representation of them and Mm -hmm. and in a very idealized and and fantasticalized, I don't know if that's a word, way. Mm -hmm. But I think that there is something to be said for them needing to respect the history of the genre and the women who have created it and kept it alive, both queer and straight women. As Mm -hmm. we talked about with Aerie, there are a lot of queer women involved in BL as well in its history. So like, I think that makes it very hard because you don't want to be like, oh, we're excluding gay men from series that are about their relationships and Mm -hmm. their sexuality. But at the same time, like this genre wasn't, it's like you said, it's so hard to to say it (laughs) in a way that's like not alienating anyone. Cause like Mm. it is a historically female driven drama. So it's like, it's hard to find that line of respecting both these marginalized identities Mm -hmm. and as both women and gay men and kind of like, finding where everyone has their place in it, Mm. I feel like. Yeah, because an important distinction here is that we don't want to exclude gay men or Mm -hmm. men in general. Like, I've known men who watch BL even though they're straight. Like, we're not looking to exclude anyone. Like, I just, we need to stop, like, treating women like they're hysterical and disgusting for liking BL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think any female driven fandom will always be demonized by the greater general public. I mean, it happens with boy bands that like One Direction and Justin Bieber and into K pop and all that stuff. Things that are driven by females, fandom wise and genre wise, are always going to be viewed as 
less serious. I don't know if that that makes sense, but something to not be taken as seriously as male driven fandoms like sports or rock bands and and that kind of stuff. And when you bring sexuality into the drama, I feel like that does give the general public an excuse to like demonize it because as much as we want to believe we've been progressing, a lot of the people still see gayness as a taboo thing and something Mm -hmm. that they prefer for people to keep private and keep to themselves so like when you Mm -hmm. see women engaging in a form of media that is mainly depicting gay relationships like I feel like it just gives the general public an excuse to be like that's a taboo thing Mm -hmm. that's a thing that we can demonize women for enjoying basically Mm -hmm. and it's it's typical that it's because it's women enjoying it then it's bad yeah I mean yeah that's that's like a lot of what it comes down to I feel like yeah and I think a lot of women need to hear this but just because you enjoy yaoi or bl does not mean you're hurting the gay community you're not hurting anyone by enjoying a show or manga or anything in the comfort of your own home. As long as you're not actively going out there to gay men and imposing your fantasies on them. Mm -hmm. Like going out and finding a gay couple on the street and asking them who's the top and who's the bottom. That's not okay. (laughs) But a lot of people jump on people for discussing top and bottoms in manga and series and stuff. And like, okay, it's not my jam, but I don't really see... They're fictional characters. Like, who cares if someone wants to know who's the top and who's the bottom? It doesn't... I don't... Like, as long as you're not bringing it out to actual gay people and believing that's yeah. how you talk to gay people. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where the line kind of comes. And I think it is hard because there are people within BL who struggle to keep that line between fiction and reality blurred Mm -hmm. especially when you come into the live action sector and Mm -hmm. you have an industry that is commodifying fan service and the industry itself kind of blurs that line between the couple in the series and the pairing in real life I think it can lend itself to there being people who who blur that reality and kind of take some of those thoughts and put them onto the actors who portray those characters or a thing I've seen a lot recently on TikTok I see a lot of the times you'll see a TikTok of like especially if it's like two like type boys like Mm -hmm. high school college whatever like doing a tiktok dance or whatever i will go in the comments and you'll see a lot of people like oh my bl brain can't help but ship them and like kind of weird comments like that Mm -hmm. and i think that's the kind of stuff that's like this is when we're getting into territory that's like objectifying real life people and i think that it can be hard when thai bl live action series specifically blur that line itself which we talked Mm. about a lot with Aerie as well so it's so hard because I feel like I really did used to like coming into BL as like a a queer person when I first started watching it I feel like I did kind of have that mindset that a lot Mm. of the straight women in the series in the series in the fandom (laughs) tended to like fetishize things and Mm. then same 
that talk with Ari like really, really changed the way I think about things. Like mm-hmm. just talking to them as a non-binary queer person and kind of like understanding their perspective from it and getting like the historical background that they were able to give. I think mm-hmm. that really changed my mind about how I view like straight women's engagement in the fandom and, and the use of the word fetishization and things like that. But I definitely do think there is still a line there that there are people in the fandom and not necessarily even just straight women, like people in the fandom period that kind of cross that line that mm-hmm. sometimes kind of makes me go, Ugh, so yeah. BL fans can still be like this kind of thing. I agree. But like what the normal response to people who see people doing this is saying that, Ew, you're fetishizing gay men. Mm. And what are your reaction when you someone tells you you're fetishizing gay men? You get on the defense. Like mm-hmm. it's very aggressive. It's a very aggressive thing to say to someone. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And you shouldn't approach someone that way if yeah. they are doing something wrong. You should explain to them, because saying someone is fetishizing something is not an explanation. Like, half of the people using that word doesn't know what it means. Yeah, yeah I think that's very true. And especially in an online platform, if you're doing this on, like, Twitter or something, I almost kind of feel like that can be an invitation for other people to come and, like, attack that person or gang up on that person. Either way, honestly. So I feel like I think that we do have a place to kind of speak to people who are, like, crossing that branch of reality versus fiction but I also think like it's something that can very easily be done in a kind educational manner like Mm -hmm. one-on-one like you don't need to go into someone's twitter mentions and you know call them a fetishizer or weird names if you're Mm -hmm. if you want to like genuinely educate people in the fandom who who have a stance that's like a little bit not on the right side of things like Mm -hmm. I think you need to approach them from a very different perspective than fandom typically encourages people to approach situations like that. Yeah. Because if you're just going into it just to call people names and not actually explain to them why they're wrong, you're just being toxic. Hmm. And I think I have more problem with people being toxic than people being misinformed or ignorant. Yeah. Because now, like it's one thing if you know, you reach out to someone and they still keep those same views. Yeah, then, yeah. Like I'm like, then, then there's like, that's a point where you're like, okay, this person's like a lost cause. But at the mm. same time, like it still doesn't warrant them, warrant them being attacked for. Yeah. And I, I mean, like some ideas take time to sink in. Mm. Like I know from my sake, I've been in discussions before where I like left the discussion, not agreeing with them, but then had some time to actually think it through and work it through and changed my mind. It's not like it's not worth taking that actual discussion with people and being respectful to them, even though they're ignorant. Like I said before, like ignorant isn't stupidity. So stop treating people who might not understand it like they're stupid because like they are not Mm -hmm. (laughs) usually you just like don't make people go on the defense because that's what what hurts conversation and you need conversation you need discussions you need to grow you can't just stop it and and coming with like a, a harsh word or calling someone names or just attacking them will stop the conversation right away so yeah I think there is something to be said for wanting to like defend the LGBT community and like have people respect their relationships and and their existence in real life which I think is most of the time where people are coming from even if it's like a very skewed like not quite well-meaning origin like when they're trying to like call out people for the way they interact with BL but I also think that like 
if you're just like jumping into an argument or jumping into attacking someone without actually listening to like queer people in the BL community who are having like discussions, like active discussions around this, then like, are you really doing it because you care about the queer community type thing? Like, you know, like I see a lot of the times people attack Ari on Twitter for the way that they discuss things like the word Fujishi mm-hmm. and things like fetishization and stuff like that. And I'm like, if you can't, and obviously you don't have to respect or agree with every queer person ever, mm-hmm. but like, if you're so set on hating fetishization or hating the word Fujishi that like, you can't step back and listen to the people, the Japanese women who originated mm-hmm. that word or the queer people whose relationships are being portrayed in BL dramas and like, are you really there for the community or not in the long run kind of thing? I feel like at that point, a lot of people are being fake woke for Brown. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which I absolutely hate. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's become like a a bandwagon at this point to like throw these terms around. And yes, there are some people who are good intentioned out there, but like you said, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who are just like, Oh, this is a woke thing to dislike and a woke thing to attack people for so I guess we'll just kind of do it and I don't know that doesn't really do anything for the queer community or anyone in the long run honestly yeah yeah and like if you want change in the community or in BLs or live actions it doesn't help like creating fandom wars really Mm -hmm. (laughs) like nothing gets resolved by being mean to each other like it's just like an evil circle and i get when like kids are doing this because they don't know any better and they need to be educated about this but grown-ups should not yeah like someone has to set the example i mean yeah yeah (laughs) as a very impulsive person i know how easy it is to just like freak out and write something and just like a day later think like oh my fucking god what did i just do (laughs) but like the problem with social media is that it's everything is so instant Mm -hmm. you're reacting 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 when you should stop think and then react yeah so so yeah i kind of get that side but i think like people should be more thoughtful about their opinions and why they're feeling what they're feeling and should listen to each other because i know from after starting this podcast, I've changed my mind so many times mm. because I keep getting a different view on stuff from all of the different people we're talking to. And yeah. even when we have guests on that I might personally not agree with what they're saying, I don't attack them for that. So you'll never know really when I'm talking to them that I disagree with them. Because I think like that's very unprofessional and disrespectful. Like, okay, you can disagree and be respectful about it. But I don't think like setting, putting people on the spot right there and then for something I just immediately reacted to is a good idea. Like I I need to stop and think about it and then talk about it. And hear them out. And like, sometimes when you hear them out, like by the time they get to the end of the point, they're like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And like, I understand and and agree to an extent or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I I agree to disagree with someone. Yeah. (laughs) It's 
Like that's an adult thing to do. And I know we're not all adults here. And like, there's, I shouldn't expect this for like teenagers in the fandom, but I think learning that not every conflict or disagreement has to end in people coming to the same point and agreeing with each other is a healthy thing. Because if you try and end every disagreement with both parties, eventually coming to some form of agreement, like there are some things like that's just not going to happen. And like, that's going to be unhealthy for you and every party involved. If you're so set on making sure everyone agrees in the end, because sometimes people just don't. And like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so like, I think that's something that can be taken to general fandom, but like, especially when you're having these discussions with people, sometimes you are going to find that there are people who like, you just can't get through to no matter how kind you are or no matter how many educational links you throw their way. Mm. And like, that's okay. It sucks, but it's okay. And like, that's just going to be how it is in life and in fandom. And, Mm. you know, sometimes there's, there's nothing you can do about that. And sometimes you just need to pick your battles and and take a step (laughs) back and like save yourself from a big headache. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly think like, I know it's like a very long episode, but if you haven't listened to our episode with Ari, like I really think it's worthwhile because they talked a lot about stuff similar to this and and we had like a really, really interesting discussion with them. Mm. And I honestly, like I said, like my viewpoint about this topic was a lot different after coming mm. out of the discussion with them. And like they have a very interesting viewpoint as a queer person and also from someone who has an educational background in Mm. boys love and and the history behind it originating from Japan and stuff like that. So I feel like that's one of those episodes that even though it's long, it's like almost three hours. And I know that's a lot for people. Like, even if you only listen to portions of it, I feel like it's Mm. really worthwhile. And if this is a discussion that you're interested on learning more perspectives about that episode is great. And honestly, Ari in general, like they have a lot of really really interesting discussions about that on their social media as well. So like, I think they're a great source for Mm. wanting to learn more. I really, really wish that people can stop using the word fetishizing. That's my general thought for all (laughs) of this. Can we please stop using that word? Because it doesn't mean what you think it means. And it has no place in the fandom because it's used as a shame word. Yeah, that's what it is. It's used to make people feel bad about themselves and without explaining why and just stop using it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the main thing that keeps coming up for me is the need for sexual education Mm -hmm. because I know that I never had any sex ed in school and it seems like a lot of BL fans also haven't ever experienced a sex ed class so uh, I think just if I don't know that's not a thing that should be on a series yeah 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 Yeah. societally we should have better and more access to sex ed but I also think that better representation like gay representation in the media will eventually result in less people objectifying Mm -hmm. gay men lesbians etc yeah 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 I think it's like the issue here is like it's not just BL it's it's like it's bigger than that like with lesbians and everything like it's it's 
bigger than BL. So we need to stop treating it like it's some sort exclusive of small, to BL. exclusive yeah. niche problem that just Fujoshis are creating, right? Like it's a bigger conversation than, than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Kayla. I think the need for better sex education and better queer sex education. Cause yeah. like, even if you did get sex education mm-hmm. in school, the chances that you got queer sex ed were like almost yeah. slim to none, I feel like. So yeah. there are a lot of young people who come in and like, this is their first experience to like gay sexuality or gay mm-hmm. sex in general, whether it be reading yaoi or manga or mm-hmm. watching a sex scene in a BL and stuff like that. And so I think that if, Hopefully younger generations are better educated and have a better understanding of queer sexuality and mm-hmm. queer sex in general, then, you know, they'll be coming into this fandom from a completely different perspective. And that would do a lot to improve the way the fandom interacts overall, I think. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like we're saying, like, these are some big scale things that yeah. are unfortunately not <laughs> going to change anytime soon. But mm-hmm. like, I do think that having discussions like this even if it only helps like one or two people like Mm -hmm. hey at least that's something and it's better than trying to fight with people on twitter.com like that's the energy that we need to not have anymore guys like please uh yeah i I just i think like a lot of bl fans need to hear that there's nothing wrong with what they're feeling or what they like to watch or Mm -hmm. however even if you have like some crazy ass kinks, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're not hurting other people, <laughs> right? So like, even like, often people have a problem with people's kinks because they don't understand them, right? If someone has like a wax kink, like getting hot wax on hot you wax, or something, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that's weird. Maybe (laughs) like you don't get it. So that's why you have a negative reaction to it. But it's not something like you should judge just because you can't understand. Mm -hmm. And rather than just judging it and just automatically saying that's wrong, try to figure out why like they do enjoy it. And like, honestly, you shouldn't care. (laughs) If that's not something you don't like, then why the fuck are you talking about it? <laughs> it's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> yeah, if it's not impacting anyone else negatively, then it really is. Let it go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just let it go. You don't need to comment everything. Like, let people have their kinks and just let it be. If you're interested in the kinks, research it, <laughs> figure it out. But if not, if you're just coming in to just say nasty things, stop. Yeah. And if you don't care and you're just doing it to be mean, like just fucking let it go. <laughs> let, it just go. let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> we can all find better uses of our energy, guys. Yeah. Like, come on. There are actual problems in the world that you should actually like try to fix. And why someone like feats, not one of them. <laughs> Like, let them have their feet. <laughs> let them have their feet. <laughs> I mean, as long as they're not going out there, like, forcing women to take off their shoes or men to take off their shoes and stick their feet in their face, it's fine. 
I think that's my favorite example you've given so far. <laughs> I'm just using it because I hate feet myself, so I don't get it. So but I'm I'm fine if someone else likes it. But just I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you said, there are bigger problems that are in some way related to BL, like yeah. sex ed not being accessible yeah. and available to a lot of people. So that's what we should be focusing on. Yeah, and I feel like Norway is a really progressive country on like LGBTQ fronts. And we didn't like I don't know how sex ed is right this day. It's been a couple of years since I went to school. <laughs> we had sex ed and we had pretty good sex ed, but we didn't have LGBTQ plus sex mm-hmm. ed. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, it's I'll be thirty two tomorrow and so it's it's a couple of years since I went to school. But I did go like to American school and experience sex ed there too. And it's yeah um yeah it really depends on where in the country you are but in general american sex that is not it so yeah yeah yeah, I was yeah. impressed when we had our sex ed in america that was three years after i had them in norway yeah most of the time they won't even touch it until like they'll do like basic stuff like I remember when I was in like middle school like we learned about like periods and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but like actual like sex and like condoms and all that stuff they wouldn't even let us touch it until high school and like I went to a fairly progressive school so like Mm -hmm. that's some of the more conservative cities and states and schools like it's a lot worse than what I experienced which is very unfortunate yeah I'm pretty sure we had sex ed when I was 14 because Norwegian, like Norwegian government, whatever, who sets the rules, know that Norwegians are most sexually active when they're 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. 16 is the age of consent, but a lot of kids start at 15. Because of the good sexual education for straights, at least, there's not a lot of stigma around sex in Norway. It's it's there's not a lot of young people getting pregnant like it will happen of course but it's nothing like i saw in america and (laughs) and it's very easy to get uh contraceptives and you don't have to tell your parents when you're 16 you can just go and get them yourself and it's very i want to say casual but that sounds too casual like people take sex serious but they're Mm they're not it's they understand yeah they understand that it's like a normal part of society and you can being a teenager like yeah as much as people want to pretend like teenagers don't have sex especially in america they do and like Mm -hmm. by preventing young younger sex education like they're just increasing the possibility that teens are going to get pregnant or Mm -hmm. get stis and stuff like that because they don't know and they don't have sources or they turn to the internet for sources which like should not be i mean as good as the internet can be with that stuff should not be what people have to rely on on yeah (laughs) so i mean the current state of sex education in in america is that there are states where they're trying to pass laws 
that people can get money for reporting girls who have abortions. So like, I think in like, I I think it's Texas. There's like, they're trying to pass a law where you can get up to like a hundred thousand dollars if you report that someone had an abortion and because they are trying to like ban abortions and a lot of these more conservative states. So like, that's where things are here. Like we haven't talked about this, but like the call it what you want series like the things uh, being highlighted oh, like about in that the industry series, and stuff about yeah. the industry they're making it sound like it's the dark side of bl it's the dark side of the entertainment industry it happens yeah. in every freaking genre hollywood bollywood wherever people mm-hmm. are taking advantage of actors it's not just a BL thing and you're not going to solve anything by exposing the BL to do this. Like, it's a major problem. You need to get at the major source and BL is just a small part of it. So I don't see anything coming out of exposing it so direct, like call it what you want is doing because at this point, it's just like folk baiting like come see my series because we're so woke we're gonna show you how bad bl is and it's just like you didn't tell us anything new we all know this it's not it's not a secret that actors are treated that way and why are you doing a bl series on it when you would have gotten so much more out of it like being direct about it because what call it what you want is marketed as a real story that's changed a little bit and i think you're misrepresenting the whole situation when you try to stay on both sides of the spectrum like fantasy and reality because if anyone gives you like the callback that dude, that's wrong. Why are you putting that in there? Oh, that's the fantasy part, <laughs> right? And like, the, no one can catch you on anything because you're gonna, just going to say like, okay, that's it's just fantasy, but you're marketing it as a real event. I have an issue with like how the problems in the entertainment industry as clickbait for a show. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. at least with Lovely Writer, it was... It was a commentary on how the industry is without being a call out, if you know what I mean. Like it was subtle and highlighting it wasn't based on one person's specific story, unlike yes. Call of Duty One. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and it was like a generalized events like that you could. But if someone watched Lovely Writer and didn't know anything about those things they were pointing towards. They wouldn't, like, have a big reaction to it. You know what I mean? Because it's so, like, common. General. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very subtle. The whole points in it is very subtle. So it's not, like, in your face. Well, call it what you want is sticking things in your face and saying this is, like, obviously it's wrong. We know that. But it's based on real people using those real people and their story to create revenue income which i see as exploitation of mm-hmm. those actors 
and their stories. And at the yeah. same time, trying to say that it's it's just a show, like it's it's been changed or whatever. It's you're still exploiting the stories of these actors to try and get money. Yeah, it can be really easy to. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how intentional this show was with everything, yeah. but there it definitely to me feels like monetization of another person's trauma. Yeah. But then again, I don't know what permissions were given mm-hmm. to like create this show. So maybe the people who experienced it were on board. I really like, I don't know. I literally didn't even, I literally turned down the offer to watch it for free because I didn't <laughs> want to interact with the show. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Like the trauma these actors went through is like on display forever in a series. And a series that was marketed as this is real safe bl hashtag like why why are you doing this to people <laughs> yeah i yeah it just seems like um taking advantage of someone's situation and i feel like if they really wanted to do something to change the bl industry there are different things they could have done with their position of power as opposed to just making a series about it about that specific situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think, you know, because they were touting it as wanting to do something to like change the BL industry when, I don't know, I feel like there what are better ways they could have, yeah, used their resources and funds and maybe supported stuff behind the scenes. But I don't know. I, yeah. I just have a lot of thoughts about that person and none of them are very good. So I'm just yeah. like, like nothing came out of it and they're making a season two that they're not marketing as call out to BL. I haven't seen the whole safe BL hashtag anymore or anything like they're going to expose anything anymore. Now it's just anything about it. (laughs) So to me, making that season two after you made season one saying that it's to expose the industry and then making season two and it has nothing to do with your original thought about it also tells me that you're just doing it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what like unionization and unions for actors Mm -hmm. and talent are like in Thailand, but I feel like that would be a better route to go if you're trying to actually get rid of or or help. Yeah. 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 Mistreatment of actors. And especially a series that's mostly marketed towards international users, because like us as international fans can do fuck all about what's happening in Thailand. Yeah. I mean, unless like, you they can like... send an angry letter. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's one thing if you like direct us towards funds that we can donate to mm. or services that we can donate to that can help actors and stuff like that. Mm. But like, yeah, as an international fan, like, watching a series about exposing an issue in the BL industry doesn't actually do anything to help the actors who are in it. I mean, aside from, I guess, gaining them profit, but I don't even know how much of the profit of us watching the show goes back to the actors. So like in the long run, like if, like I said, I just feel like if you want to help the actors and protect the actors, the industry like there are better things you can guide fans towards supporting Mm -hmm. and better things that you can support yourself to actually do that and like put your your word like Mm. actually like follow your word and do what you say you want to do I don't know 
Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of discussions happening because of call it what you want. Like at least with Lovely Writer, there was a healthy discussion going around with people. A lot of people talking about it. But with call it what you want, like n no one like either they liked it or they didn't like it. There was no discussion about what was in it <laughs> at all. It, they People were basically just arguing if they liked it or not. <laughs> Yeah, I think the main thing that bothered me about the way that Call What You Want was marketed or advertised as, because it's supposed to be like an expose mm -hmm. on DL, I find that there's like no call to action. Yeah. Because with a exactly. movement, you usually have a call to action where mm -hmm. you direct people to go and do something like a, an email template to the company or something like that but mm -hmm. there's just no call to action yeah so it's like how how is this like a movement that you're trying to start That's, when yeah. exactly you don't even have the bones of the movement in place mm -hmm. like if they had done something like I don't know, attach some kind of organization or fund or something to the series or said we're going to donate funds to this series to some sort of like sexual assault restoration or something like mm -hmm. that I would have felt like there was more sincerity behind what they said the series was trying to do but like you said like there was no call to action in any form attached to it like they wanted people to watch the series but then what like we have this information so what do we do with it and how how can we help like there was nothing like that that actually came that was like useful from it I feel yeah. I don't know yeah, like awareness is good, but there's not going to be any change if we don't know how to create change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with a different country and all that, like, because this was specifically like Thai BL industry related, like, okay, so we're not from Thailand. Where do we go from here? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So, yeah. That's our thought on that. <laughs> Another tangent to Emma episode. <laughs> We're good for that. Okay, so just to end off here, we updated our Patreon tiers to include a Discord access to it. So for all tiers, so even the two euro tier has the access. So we're a little group inside the Discord right now. If anyone wants to join, just come on. We're having discussions. We ask uh, what reviews you want us to do. And we prioritize questions to actors and stuff like that on there. And we also announce things beforehand. And you also get the each episode two days before it actually airs for everyone else. So the link is in the description. So just join if you feel like it. If not, like we appreciate everyone's support and like the video on YouTube and comment. It helps a lot and uh, share things on Twitter. I know like me and Alexa especially really love going on Twitter and going through like reading threads of people who are yeah. reacting to the episode. I, I always like search the love cast like indirects on the Twitter search and stuff like that and just like mm -hmm. read what people are saying about the episodes like as they listen stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's yeah. Really fun. We love mm -hmm. reading stuff like that. All your yeah. comments and everything. Yeah. And we've decided we're going to do more lives in the future because that was really fun. First one went really well. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it will be a once a month a thing. <laughs> we have to check our schedule. Depending on schedules, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will be more organized going forward. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was it for today. Do we have anything else we want to say? I don't think so. Awesome. I think we said a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this we was, covered everything. Yeah, it was a difficult topic to take. Yeah. But I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. And we'd love to hear whatever your thoughts are on them in the discussion under the video or on Twitter or whatever. Yes. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Thank you guys. Right. Bye. See Bye. you guys next week. Bye.